0: you experience no, 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 no. We're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode four forty, aka year nine, week sixteen. Coming at you this week, as always. I'm your host, Mister Rich E. Rich, and doing a solo show. Um, a little early, not the live show. Not going to be doing the live show this week because apparently MC is getting married, and he decided that you know yesterday was like the best time to tell me uh, that his. Wedding day is tomorrow, so I mean I know the chick and I'm happy for him, but, but I I don't know what to, you know. We'll we'll talk to him to find out what the deal is. But that's it's either like a shotgun wedding or who knows what's going on. But he's got family in town, won't be able to to meet with us. Um, uh, he's like KS's tech guy, so KS won't be joining us either. So that you know what that means, we get another rousing edition. Of Richie Rich Reads the News, and I have no idea if either of them will be back next week. I don't know what the honeymoon situation looks like. Uh, he just messaged me. He was like, no show this week, dude, getting married. And I was like, oh, congratulations. And so, so that's where that stands. Uh, but usually, on a regular basis, we do this on the old clubhouse about 3 p.m. Eastern time Saturday afternoons. If you're listening to this prior to that, uh, it's because without any obligations, I'm doing it at my convenience and my time, Uh, so we're doing a little bit, er I'm recording a little earlier than we would normally do the live show, so if you hear it, uh, that's the situation. Uh, We'll still invite you to participate in Clubhouse uh, as we do those live shows. You can join the club, the club is the Anarchist Experience, or you can at me at riches for rich R-I-C-H-E-S, the number four, I C H. Uh, but I know you're not gonna, because nothing's moved in that place in a long time. Clubhouse changed the logo. I don't know what the deal with that is. Uh, but yeah, so if you if you enjoy listening to the show, fucking fantastic. Um, if you've never listened to it before, there's quite a back catalog as you can tell with the 440 episodes. Uh, but yeah, it was it was originally designed to be participatory and it's never panned out that way no matter what we do so richie rich reads the news uh is is what you get this week and the unfortunate thing is there were some articles that i really wanted to talk to mcnks about but oh well save for another episode or uh just skip past it because you know i i show prep all week long we'll see what i have on the docket for next week um so I'm going to read the headline, and then let's get into this. Headline, Gun Safe Manufacturer Liberty Safe Gives FBI Access Code to a Protester Safe Who Was Arrested at Gunpoint Due to the Involvement in the January 6th Capitol Events. Uh, there you go. So I'm going to read the article, but I, I, also, I want to start by saying, man, when I was more involved in the firearms arena, uh you know it comes up where you need a safe to house all your firearms and what else you got and liberty safe was at the top of my list i was like yeah, if if i'm if i'm successful in my endeavors as a certified firearms instructor i'm going to need to stash this and have a place to stash everyone else's firearms that get brought into class uh I was you know I was looking at a, one of the higher end liberty safes just for those reasons, right, and after reading this, uh you can scratch that right off the list and i'm starting starting from square one just just the headline alone makes me believe that nothing in that safe will ever be safe from them, from the government regardless of their reasoning in the article. So let's get into that. Liberty Safe, a renowned manufacturer of gun safes, is drawing scrutiny after complying with an FBI request to provide the combination to a safe owned by Nathan Hughes, who was president at the January 6, 2021 Capitol event. Keith and Kevin Hodge, known as the Hodge Twins, or conservative twins, broke the news revealing that their friend Hughes was arrested in Fayetteville, Arkansas, on Wednesday, August 30. The duo pointed out that the contrast between the treatment of Hughes and the member of groups like BLM and Antifa questioning the motivation behind such disparate actions. According to the Hodge twins, Nathan Hughes was raided by the FBI and arrested at gunpoint over his involvement in the January 6th Capitol event that occurred more than two and a half years ago. On the morning of August 30, 2023, I was swarmed by three vehicles of heavily armed FBI agents and arrested with rifles pointed at me. I was booked and taken to a government facility where they made me give them DNA samples, said Hughes in his Give, Send, Go campaign. Liberty Safe issued a statement clarifying their stance on cooperating with law enforcement. The company claims that it only provides access codes to authorities after receiving a proper legal documentation and has denied requests in the past that lacked a valid warrant. Read below. On August 30, 2023, Liberty Safe was contacted by the FBI requesting the access code to the safe an individual for whom they had a warrant to search their property. Our company protocol is to provide access codes to law enforcement if a warrant grants them access to a property. After receiving the request, we received proof of the valid warrant, and only then did we provide them with the access code. Liberty Safe had no knowledge of any of the details surrounding the investigation at that time. Liberty Safe is devoted to protecting the personal property and second amendment rights of our customers and has repeatedly denied requests for access codes without a warrant in the past. We do not give our combinations without proper legal documentation being provided by authorities. We regularly update our policies to ensure both compliance with federal law, and state law, and reasonable consumer privacy protections within the law. Uh, first and foremost, Liberty Safe is committed to perver- preserving our customers' rights, and we will remain unwavering in those values. End of the article. <coughs> and I would just like to say, Bullshit. Bullfucking shit. Protection of consumer rights, when you're handing it out to law enforcement, even, even if the warrant is valid, Right, number one, uh, why do they have the codes? Why can't I change the codes? I'm not going to contact Liberty Safe to find out, but I, you know, I I don't want them to know my code either. Right? I want I want one of them locks uh, where I can set the code to whatever I want after they give it to me. So I'm the only one who knows it. If you want to get into it, law enforcement, uh, good luck and earn it. But just to give it away and, the, and then to make the claim, right, oh, we've, we have denied requests in the past without a warrant. Well, I think from listening to this show in the past specifically, uh, you have a healthy understanding of how easy it is to get a warrant when they just hand those out willy-nilly, just, you know, e- easy signature by the judge, right? So, no, they're not protecting cons- preserving customer rights, they don't have any values, right? They're not, they're not protecting the personal property and Second Amendment rights, least of all, because guess what's in those safes most likely? It's, it's, it's the firearms of the safe owner. And you can't protect the person's Second Amendment right if you're giving the safe code away to law enforcement to go and steal those weapons for any reason, let alone you know the, the 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 I like the one thing I do like about the article is that they're calling it the events of January 6th right if, if this if this was a different source of media they would call it you know the riots or the insurrection or something like that so like the the events of January 6th is probably the best way that they can you know that they, that they can list this uh as as to what happened um but there there's there's nothing there in the way of Liberty safe, protecting personal property and second amendment rights. If the government can get any sort of warrant, have it rubber stamped and Liberty safe will give, give up those rights. Right. That is, that is not their fucking job. Um, and I hope that myself along with others, I mean, I'm not a customer yet and I, and I'm never probably never going to be at this point. Right. But I, but I hope people with Liberty safes find a secondary market for them for some losers Right, and find another manufacturer of gun safes that you can trust. And if one doesn't exist, right, then here is your anarcho-capitalist market opportunity to be a safe manufacturer that actually protects the rights and personal property of other people. Right, if, you, if you can do it with electronics, right, if my, if my VPN provider can get rid of the record and say, like, oh yeah, no, he was using the VPN, he's a customer, but we, we don't have his data, right then liberty safe should not be keeping codes for people's safes if anything that should be an opt in like oh just in case i forget my code liberty safe like what's the back door or more so you know some sort of multi key mechanism where you can keep you know a key and another key in separate lock boxes somewhere and in the event that you have to get into your safe and you forgot the combination right then there, you know, some secondary entry mechanism that can be protected. Sure. It's, you know, sure. It's uh, more difficult, right? Like I had a boss and when we set up his password vault, right? With all his passwords, finally, he wanted it to be extra secure. So he wrote down the master password in a book and then took that book to his safe deposit box at the bank. Right? So if he ever forgets his master password to get into his password vault, it's going to be a difficult day for him, right? Dep- you know, if it happens on a weekend or whatever, and then he's got to physically go out of his way to access the vault, you know, the the safety security box at his bank uh, to get that. And I would say, if you, you know, if you're not accessing your gun safe on a regular basis, where the the chance of forgetting the code is slightly greater than zero, right? Then having something like that in place is way better uh, than, contacting, than having the ability to contact Liberty Safe, especially uh, if you can leave it in the hands of, like, a trusted third party. Right here, hey, Bill, you know, you don't know Jim, so you get this half of the key, and Jim, you get that half of the key. You know, split it up like a movie where both sides are, like, hunting for the key, buried in some tropical jungle somewhere to get access to this safe without your utterance of the code right like that makes me feel better than hey liberty safe can we get that guy's code here's here's federal documents here's a federal warrant right we we need to know what's in that safe for what they already had him. what are they looking to search and seize if it's a you know if it's a trespass uh, or whatever it was from january 6th what what could be in that safe if they if they knew he was there and they got him you know well i don't know what the charges are related to the January 6th events, right, but what could they possibly need from the safe to prove that he was there or committed the acts? Presumably, they have some sort of video evidence already, because it's been two and a half years, right, and and it's only now prompting the arrest, and since I have the forum uh, to repeat this, this is is my entire problem um, with the January 6th thing and, and what it highlights in general uh there at the event itself there was safety in numbers right there was there was a whole bunch of protesters there you outnumbered the 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 capitol police you outnumbered whomever the you know the the uh, national guard whoever was there you were able to to take a free tour of the capitol building you were invited in by the police no one stood in your way that one chick got shot that was tragic but whatever um i'm less bothered I am less bothered by that as well because that that incident also wrecks the narrative a little bit right like you were invited in you're just touring the capitol and she's over there trying to climb through a small ass window of a locked door right like you were not invited into that room, so fight me on that one i don't care i'm not that committed to it um but you had safety in numbers, and so they the state the government. You know, those that won't leave us alone, uh, they just let it happen. Right. And then, then, then they took all the surveillance footage. And whilst you had returned home to the comfort of n- your normal data laid life after your uh, weekend tour of the Capitol, right, after you've returned home, they started picking people off one by one. Right. They started arresting people you know off the streets out of work from their homes they started doing their individual raids where they had the numbers right they were going after people and that's how they rounded up so many people including uh including this dude right they didn't they didn't get him while he was surrounded by friends and participants doing whatever it is he was doing right they, they got him off the street you know, uh, surrounded him with rifles, where he didn't have access to his Liberty Safe. You know, to to mount a, a, a an appreciable defense, and that's how they got everybody. So, be wary, right? Be aware um, that if if you're going to participate in these things, I don't know what the goal was, uh, but victory is crucial. Right, whatever you're going to do, however you're going to protest, right? You you have to find a way to win, then, because if you don't, if you don't win as a group, right, they will come and pick you off as an individual. Uh, and the, I think the old Benjamin Franklin quote is, uh, "We must all hang together, or surely we will all we shall all hang separately." Uh, and this this goes for any sort of anti-government anything, right? They the, the unfortunate thing, again, is they have infiltrated most of the patriot-ish, quote-unquote, groups, right? If, if you're anti-state or anti-government or anti-Feds in any form or fashion, uh, you can best believe that one of your closest confidants is a federal agent pretending to be your friend. And whatever you suggest will be recorded, you know, used against you. I don't know how to check them for wires on a regular basis, but they they there's always an infiltrator. Right, even in the case of the crypto six and the the attacks on Free Talk Live, right, there was an informant. They they, they may not have had an infiltrator, but they turned one of our own uh, highly high ranking member. you know, if if those things matter to you, but they turned one of our own uh, into an informant, and that's partially how they got what they got. And then they you know they used the uh, federal agents to pretend to be purchasers uh, and in court you know, i don't know the, all the details of the court case um but it was it was sketchy on how they went about getting gaining comply getting what they needed of uh, to 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 trigger a conviction right the, you know all this all the protocols and steps were in place to avoid situations like this and they still got a jury to agree with them so They've, they have set any sort of fight back against them, they've set it up for failure. Like It's, it's, it's such a no-win situation uh, that most people ought not even try. But if you're going to try, right, it has to be large scale and you have to win and you have to stay together. Right? You have to stay together before, during, after the events – so that should they, tr- you know, should there be a setback uh, and should they come looking for you afterwards, right, that you're still in a position to mount a defense, right? I'm not, I'm sure he would have complied, even if he was armed, I'm sure with rifles pointed at him the way they scooped him up, right, that, that he would not have mounted a violent defense at that time. But just, just like their tactics of surprise, bitch, you're arrested, uh, so do the tactics of defenders of liberty need to be, right? If, if you're going, you know, if they're taking guns, you got to go get them back, and you got to go get them back in the same manner in which they took them. And I don't even care if they're the same guns, right? They're all wearing the same uniform. They're all part of the same team. Uh, they're all complicit. And that's, you know, that's, that I'll defend, right? You wear, you wear the uniform of war, you're a participant in the war. You wear the uniform of the state, you're a participant of the state. I don't even care, uh, you know, th- again, this this is their tactic to use against us relatively peaceful people, right? Oh, if well, if you follow the non-aggression principle, you can only go after the guy who actually did it. Well, no, because he's behind the wall at that point. He, he stole your property. He jumped behind the wall. You may not even be able to identify him individually, let alone go back and get your, your property from him on an individual level. There's, there's no recourse for you to ex- extract justice from him individually, uh, but he is wearing the uniform of the enemy, right? And anyone who chooses to wear the uniform of the enemy is on his side um, and is fair game, for lack of a better term, in my mind. And that's, that's either how you win right by by using known tactics that work right or how you fail to win by allowing them to do it uh without facing any justice or any consequences and so with the case of liberty safe right fair game and i wouldn't i wouldn't give that company zero money right somehow mass boycott mass sell-off like let them now face the consequences of their corporate actions right and if they've done this before which they claim they have right they have done it under the under some cloak of anonymity because it's never been brought to light right and now that now that it has been brought to light let them face the consequences for all of their transgressions however that looks boycott sell off right if they're if they're if they're a publicly traded corporation like tank them down to nothing but no 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 Freedom loving, liberty loving, Second Amendment aficionado, right, ought to be purchasing anything from this company ever again. There's no way to make good on this, right? And, 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 you know, find someone else, and if somehow they they make amends, and you know, I would say pay for this guy's legal fees, give him back, compensate him for all that was stolen, right remove their ability to know the codes to anyone safe, right? Unless again, it's an opt-in deal, right? If they, if they change their corporate co- policy to that and make it publicly known and we can document other future cases where they have not been able to comply with the warrant because they are ignorant to such information, much like the VPN providers, then maybe just maybe they can win back, uh, the customer base that they have been disrespectful to since that policy went in place moving on headline oh where'd it go the rise of the public private partnership in tyranny uh the slogan which is in a language i'm not going to be able to read but i'll read the translation who the who's the rain realm His the religion was adopted in Europe in the mid-16th century to end the religious wars. It was an agreement among the monarchs that he, he who governs the territory decides its religion. Faith, therefore, was not a matter of individual choice of beliefs, values, morality, and rituals. Rather, the subjects bowed to the superior power the sovereign and his faithful followers. Adherence to, uh, of other religions either fled to more congenial kingdoms or else risked being robbed of all property and perhaps even killed in time. However, church and state reach amicable separation and learn to live in peaceful coexistence. Looking around at the Western world today, it seems as though people led by their political intellectual and cultural elites are intent on reversing the gains of the industrial revolution, discarding the fruits of the enlightenment and erasing long established empirical knowledge With regards to basic biology, it seems the state in some countries might be enforcing its own new religion of belief systems and values articulated by a small elite that self-identifies as progressive social justice warriors. In this case, they have recruited private sector companies to function as the 21st century equivalent of feudal dukes and overlords to enforce the core beliefs and rituals of the state-decreed religion, sometimes with cult-like attributes. In 2015, the University of California advised faculty and students to avoid causing offense by saying there is only one race, the human race, because it denies the significance of a person of color's racial, ethnic experience, and history. More recently, we had the example of a shock-inducing diversity workshop at the Western University in Ontario, Canada, with the slide giving an example of microaggression, the assertion that the most qualified person should get the job. As I continue to hold fast to both propositions, I guess I'm beyond redemption. I console myself with the thought that Martin Luther King Jr. would today be called out as a racist for his dream of a society where people are judged not by the color of their skin, by the content of their character. The Western presentation also warned that the white silence, white privilege, and white shame leads to a lot of white complicity and white supremacy which does rather suggest an obsessive-compulsive disorder focused on whiteness. The zeitgeist encourages the demonization of everything European and the romanticization of non-Western cultures in history. You can praise any culture in the world except Western, but must blame only Western for all the world's ills. The Albanese government wants to insert a new chapter into Australia's constitution to create an aboriginal body called The Voice to make representations to Parliament and the government. The Liberal and National parties are opposed, and opinion polls currently show more voters intending to reject than endorse the constitutional amendment. The latest news poll, September 3rd, for The Australian, has no jumping ahead, 53 to 38. This is a dramatic reversal from the 56-37 support for yes in February. Support has fallen also for the Labour Party and Prime Minister Anthony Albanese. Universities are meant to be the bastions of academic freedom and robust policy debate. Australia's university sector is essentially publicly funded. Not one university has taken a public position to oppose The Voice. But the senior leadership teams of several universities have put their full weight behind The Voice. Melbourne University, for example, did so on 7 March, months before anyone even knew the wording of the referendum question. nor have the university's public information section to promote dialogue on the contested policy initiative demonstrated a balance of speakers to argue the merits of both sides. As James Allen, a law professor in Queensland University, wrote in The Australian, this is not just a form of virtue signaling with other people's money, it comes close to being an improper use of taxpayer money. Worse, the fear-mongering academics that speaking publicly against the voice could damage their careers has a chilling effect and promotes preemptive self-censorship. It's telling that the author of the article on the subject, writing for The Spectator Australia, chose to remain anonymous. Uh, My article, the author's article, in The Weekend Australian on 29 July, elicited many supportive messages from university colleagues, along with regrets that they dared not voice their opposition publicly. Corporations, on the other hand, engage in virtue signaling with shareholders' money. In Australia, that includes Qantas, once publicly owned but now a private company. The airline is giving yes campaigners, but not opponents, free flights to travel the country in their promotional efforts and has painted several planes with the yes slogan. Yet on 31 August, the Australian Comp- Competition and Consumer Commission, the consumer watchdog, launched special proceedings against Qantas, for defrauding the public by continuing to sell tickets for canceled flights for up to two weeks after and for delaying notification of canceled scheduled flights to thousands of existing ticket holders. The airline has been exceptionally tardy in the process in processing refunds for flights canceled during the pandemic disruption. Uh the c wants Qantas to pay a fine of over two hundred and fifty million dollars Australian The airline is also hoarding half a billion dollars of unrefunded customer money from flights that were canceled during the lockdowns. Thus, far from a virtuous corporate entity, Qantas has been severely infected with the culture of arrogance. In some ways, the biggest shock that genuinely acted as a wake-up call for millions was the debanking of the well-known British politician Nigel Farage in June by Coutts Bank, a subsidiary of the National Westminster Bank, NatWest, as it's commonly called, is 39% owned by the British government after the public bailouts of its predecessor, Royal Bank of Scotland, in 2008, which was renamed NatWest in 2020. Having compiled an extensive 40-page stasi style surveillance report on Farage, the bank concluded that his views did not align with their values as an inclusive organization. Yes, really. Then its CEO, Dame, no less, lied in a private briefing to the BBC journalist to claim he had lost uh, his account for falling below its minimum threshold, but was caught out of the lie and forced to resign, but with a generous payout. In truth, Farage was cast out because of wrong think, for leading Brexit, for supporting Donald Trump, for posing Black Lives Matter. The defenstration was based on a dossier written seemingly by a pink conquistador that was a tawdry political hit job. Laughably, the Reputational Risk Committee that engaged in this Kafkaesque parody ended up destroying the reputation of the bank, whose clients have included mafia bosses, dictators, and Russian oligarchs. Karma bites. By the way, in Hinduism, karma does not mean uh, destiny independent of l- your actions. Rather, it means the opposite. You cannot escape, but are destined to reap the consequences of your actions. The debanking scandal also highlighted the risk of the trend to a cashless society in the age of growing digitization, we have been seduced by the convenience of a digitized life, oblivious like frogs in boiling water to the threats to privacy and more critically enhanced capacity of corporate and state actors, not just to engage in surveillance of our activities and preferences, but also to cut us from financial life support. From there, to China's social credit system is but a short step. Canada gave us a foretaste of that with government directed financial sanctions on the truckers freedom convoy and anyone who had donated to their cause no matter how modest the amount or how indigent their individual circumstance few governments or financial institutions seem at all bothered with the multiple inconveniences inflicted on the elderly by the rapid move to a cashless society the faddish causes to which corporates are increasingly attracted and which they support financially include the ESG, Environmental and Social Governance, and DIE, Diversity, Inclusion, and Equity agendas. The Human Resources Department of Public and Private Sector Media sporting institutions have been captured by proliferating numbers of DIE experts who increasingly rule the roost over staff engaged in merely the core mission of the institutions. This includes signing on to the central tenets of the Social Justice Agenda, of critical race theory, an open-ended rainbow spectrum of gender identity, Me Too, and BLM. Financial institutions and companies divesting from fossil fuel industries in pursuit of net zero is another example. How about banks concentrate on banking services and Qantas on flying planes on time without losing luggage at a reasonable price? The bigger picture is the rise of corporate fascism, That fuses the power of the state, corporations, including media corporations, social media, and technology giants. This is most clearly evident in their concerted coercion on all matters related to COVID, but clearly is poised to embrace pretty much all of social life. Call it the public-private tyranny partnership. Traditionally, coercion and tyranny have been the preserve of the state, with citizens' consent the exclusive uh, preserve of liberal democratic states. The private sector has now been the domain of choice and competition where the customer is always right. Now the citizens must hew to state dictated morality and the customer must bow to the corporate moral compass. Paraphrasing Mao Zedong, do morals grow from the dollar encrusted barrels of corporate guns wielded by executives aided and abetted by their DIE staff? Uh, They who hold and use political, economic and cultural power get to set and control the moral compass for society, and all must bow down to this or else. The puzzle is why public and corporate sector executives believe they have the qualifications, training, skills, and judgment to set the moral compass for society at large. This is especially so when their values are in fact out of alignment with the dominant values of the society in which they operate. They and their boards are chosen for their business and management expertise, and competence to create value-added products and deliver services. Their capacity to set ethical standards even for the company employees, let alone for their customers, is highly suspect. I'm not aware of any university setting up a task force of eminent ethicists to set university policy on contested morals with regards to race, gender identity, and COVID-related mandates. On what basis does, this, does an Australian university choose to honor the president of Ukraine with a Zoom public lecture but ban contacts with Russian scholars and that too without consulting or in any way involving its in-house international relations experts how then do we de-risk society from the looming threat of corporate fascism the scope for individual action is limited but not non-existent after PayPal closes down on the accounts for free speech unions in the UK and all activities associated with its founder Toby Young including the Daily Skeptic I close my PayPal account, and this requires some perseverance. Now, when confronted with a PayPal portal for paying for a purchase from an Australian store or hotel, I call the provider and ask for bank details to make an electronics transfer, explaining my opposition to use a politicized financial service provider. If no alternative is available, I switch to another provider. For similar reasons, I no longer use GoFundMe, and have stopped watching the Australian cricket team since they began taking the knee before every game. The choice for each one of us is to go along with the cancellation mob in order to get an easy ride or to put up with added inconvenience in order to set things right again. The more effective avenue for large-scale change, however, is through political choice. The cultural elites may well feel morally superior to the hoi polloi and console themselves with the thoughts that they are on the right side of history. Meanwhile, though they are decidedly on the wrong side of the people, by contrast, politicians like Giorgia Meloni who became popular enough to become Prime Minister of Italy by appealing to family, faith, and country, uh, values that do align with that of most voters, are derided and mocked as mere populists. The, the governing Conservative Party in the UK has lagged 20, 20 points behind Labour in the polls for months. Its best and perhaps only hopes for shaking things up is to challenge the received truths in regard to racial justice, gender identity, and environmental agendas, and revert to the Maloney formula. Abandon net zero, end coercion in directing consumers away from stable and inexpensive sources of energy, reaffirm basic biological facts, protect women's rights to safe spaces and dignity, and end woke policing and cancel culture in all public institutions. So far, Prime Minister Rishi Sunak and his cabinet ministers have engaged in brave talk, but failed to take urgent and demonstrably effective actions. Were the Tories to succeed in reversing their sliding fortunes in the UK... The reverberations would be felt across the Western democratic world. End of the article. This may be one of the few areas uh, with regards to, you know, anarchist thinking, liberty mindedness, the freedom mentality, where my views might be shifting ever so slightly. And And it's because of this fascistic take on the issue right like i i try to keep the public and the private separate right i you know if if it's a public company you know they're they're bound by the same laws as everybody else with regards to how they operate their business um and therefore i don't begrudge them generally for following the laws as mandated to them by the state right like business owners are not activists generally they're out They're there to make money they're there to create wealth they're there to make their fortune um and and should the need arise to comply with the state um uh, it is not their responsibility to stand up for justice freedom and liberty right that's that's not the purpose of business and so i have given them pass in the past when those things arise right like No, just let them do their business. If you don't like the way, if you don't like them not standing up for freedom and liberty, the number one, you have to stand up for freedom and liberty, um, or start a competing business that stands up for freedom and liberty. And we know uh, that those businesses don't last very long because that's not that's not the proper way to run a business generally. And where my thoughts have changed again ever so slightly, right, is when it becomes this partnership. This co-mingling. Right? It's it's when it's when the private entity stops just being compliant with overreaching government diktats, uh, and starts integrating with the government to stay ahead of the competition or to get their favors borne out to them by the state. Right? Like there's you know, there's a lot of people Uh, there's a lot of people who dislike corporations like corporations are ruining the world it's it's their wealth that you know they're usurping from the workers and all that other i still think it's nonsense um but if they're integrating if they're integrating with the public sector in the political realm to get political favors right then just like i mentioned earlier i want i want to call that fair game right i want to say that well they you, they don't owe you anything and you owe them nothing in return, right? Like, you know, the, the boycotts like Liberty Safe, et cetera, you know, stop, start, start competing businesses, whatever. Um, but then those competing businesses, right, will, will be crushed by the might that is the fascist state, right? When those corporations go like, well, we can't allow competition and we are going to use state power, uh, to put an end to competition, so that we remain the monopoly, right? That's that should be where the line gets drawn. Right? Any any business corporation entity like that that's doing more than just conducting business uh, should be fi- should be fair game for as much backlash and retribution as you know as you can imagine. And so, when it be- when it gets to that level, right? then it's then it, they're more than just a private business trying to make their fortune right they they are actively taking uh, from individuals in order to fund their their own wealth creation right like when they when they when they're actively using it to put down other businesses that is that is theft from the entrepreneur who is trying to start theirs right and it's not and they're not doing it through fair competition they're, they're doing it through this, uh, again, fascistic, corporate, uh, government, corporate, whatever, uh, private public-private partnership, since that's in the title and I can't think of the word. And I don't have a good, quote-unquote, solution for this one, right? Because if you try to compete, uh, you will get crushed because they, they've already got the power of the state. And so, you know, the, the best you can do is avoid... Right, like you know, like this, like the gentleman in the article, uh, using other providers, right? Find something else to use. Do it a different way, um, and even even that, you know, the the walls will eventually close in, right? Because what whatever service or provider that you're using that's not bowing down to the their corporate overlords, right, will eventually face the same consequences as, as any new startup. And that is to be crushed by the corporate over, you know, the, the public, corporate overlords. So, his his suggestion that uh, defense must start now, right? You have everyone has to start doing these things. Is probably the most valid part of the piece, uh, because if you let it get too far, then it's too late to fight back. And then, right, the the last remnants of the defense of freedom and liberty, right, is eventually the violence. And they know that, that's, that's why they attack people with the guns, right? That's why they try to take the guns away, um, because they're smart enough to foresee the inevitable consequences of their actions, and they know that they will lose the weapons war unless they take the weapons first, right? Like, at some, at some point, even the low-level guys, right, you can see this in the current conflict with Russia and Ukraine, Right, the, the the conscripts, the people forced to fight on behalf of their political leaders, seem to be more likely to abandon the battlefield. Right, like they they've got no stake in it. They just want to live their lives in peace, and that's why they weren't allowed. That's why Ukrainians weren't allowed to leave. That's why men uh, weren't allowed to to seek refuge. They were forced back, uh, conscripted into the army, and forced to fight. Right, against against the might of the Russian army, with the help of the United States military, of course, and, and money and weapons and all the other money laundering schemes that go on. Right. But if if you just want to escape, right, they, they will not let you. And so if you're going to stand and fight, make sure sh- make sure you're fighting the right enemy. Right, fine. You know, if if you if you know, if if there's gonna be a riot, right, let's let's stay away from the, the smaller corporations just trying to get by. The small mom and pop shops, I should say, uh, and let's let's find the ones who are already in bed with the state, and if you know, and aim for public buildings first, right? And the secondary target ought be uh, anyone colluding with the state to make things more difficult for the little guy. I had a conversation with my boss earlier today, in fact, and he was uh, lamenting the use of union work and union labor and how he despises unions and, and what they can come in and, and make trouble to management and whatnot. And, it, and in the prior breath, he's like, well, if it's the law, then it's the law, right? And, and so it has to be this way, and I'm not, I'm not mad at what the law says because everyone must follow the law. I was like, dude, you, I don't think you understand that the only reason you hate the unions is because they have the power of law. Right, like a a union by itself can do a lot for the collective, generally, uh, but they can't do as much for the collective as they can when they have the force of the state behind them. Right, like I'm I'm against state part- you know I'm against uh, state created unions. Uh, I'm against unions empowered by the state, right? But I'm all for collective bargaining. Right, if 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 you know if it's it sometimes is necessary. Again, like we talked about the the capital riots, right? It sometimes is necessary uh, to gather your forces to face a common enemy, whether that's you know the people in the capital uh, or the management team, right above you at work. Right? You individually may not have enough stroke or power or whatever to negotiate. Uh, but all of you do, right? Uh, but I also believe that management can, can see that and go like, well, then you're all fired, right? And that's, that should be perfectly acceptable as well. And so this, this was a previous issue this week prior to this conversation, um, also at work, where the owner uh, was doing his best uh, to deny benefits to a worker, Right? And my boss um, has set up the ability to get benefits in such a way that it's damn near impossible for anyone to achieve. Right? like Why even bother offering it if no one's going to qualify? It's just you know, it's, it's a selling point when recruiting. Like, oh, look, you can earn these benefits. But the truth is you can't. Right? The, well, I mean, the truth is you can, but the likelihood is you can't. And so one of our uh, workers was, like, affected by the hurricane. And because of that, this is the hurricane Florida. She works remotely. And because of that, uh, because she was going to be affected by the hurricane, she was not going to be able to maintain the hours required to maintain benefits. Right? And the owner goes, like, well, I didn't cause the hurricane, so no problem. Right? And I, I, I personally called like, bullshit. You, you have a worker who's helping you make money right, who's going to be affected by a fucking natural disaster, right, you can individually choose to do the right thing and extend the grace, right? You don't have to make her work overtime or make her work extra or do anything but say, like, this week doesn't count, right? You don't have to to ask an attorney or consult a, a compliance officer. You, as the owner, can just say, nope, grace extended, uh, you will not lose your benefits because of this natural disaster. Uh, take care of yourself, right make it through this natural disaster, this hurricane, uh, and get back to us next week right and if the dust hasn 't settled right you get an, you get a a reasonable leave of absence that won 't affect your benefits to rebuild your fucking home potentially right and like you know like the Maui fires and whatnot. Uh, rebuild from scratch, depending on how bad you are hit with the hurricane and then get back to work. F- you know, frankly, you know, uh, f- fortunately, uh, she was back at work within days, right? Like the you know, power got knocked out for a couple of days, couldn't work. And then back in a couple of days and then boom, just those days don't count, right? That's all, that's all he had to do to do the right thing. And so the suggestion was, you know, by one of our other employees, like, oh, we should just go on strike. And I was like, you probably should, but it's gonna take all of you, right? And it won't work, right? Because the minute you guys go on strike or take a you know take a, a leave of absence, you know, you 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 know stop working or whatever, right? The moment you do that, you all get fired. And I'm okay with that, right? Like I said, you know, you, you want to collectively bargain, you all get fired. That's that's part of it. Um so it's a it's a slow burn, right? Because if the if the owner if the is going to let that happen and fire everybody, right? Then he's losing business for weeks. I don't know how much he makes in a day or in a week or in a month, um, but he is going to lose that business, right? Because we are going to have to restaff. And part of restaffing is re-recruiting, re-hiring, retraining, right? And getting, getting, you know, eight to 10 newbies up to speed, right? And meanwhile, the pipeline of sales falls apart, right? Nope. Nobody doing our job means sales guys have nothing to do. And some point they're going to be like, well, I'm not going to stick around if I've got no leads to work. Right. You know, so you lose this whole pipeline. And so from a negotiating standpoint, it's well, you could lose everybody and start from scratch. Right. Or you can not be a dick, not be a fucking asshole and just extend the benefits. Right. And, you know, one of the top level, uh, you know, lower workers, right, said, well, I can't afford not to go to work. You know, I, I need this job. I'm like, well, you can be a scab and cross the picket line, right? You, you can be, you are well within your right to be that person and we're not going to, we, we might begrudge you for it, uh, but we're not going to do anything to, you know, to, to harm you in any way. Like, that's a personal choice. You want to be a scab, be a scab. Uh, but you can't carry the company either, right? Like, you don't have what it takes to carry the load of you know, eight to nine other people for the duration of time that this might occur, right? So you can, you can figure it out and be supportive, right, of your coworkers in, in trying to get more, or you can be the one you know, who crossed the line. Your choice. Now, nothing, obviously nothing came of it because, hey, everyone needs to work, and it was a fantasy to think that something was going to. But in general, that's, that's as far as the collective bargaining should work, Right? Um In this conversation with the boss about the unions, he you know he brought up like the 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 biblical parable of the wine steward and how he hired people and what they agreed to and tried to relate that to you know when you, well when you come to work for this company uh you 've agreed to a wage and that 's the wage you shall work at right like don 't expect more don 't ask for more you agreed up front and the conversation didn 't take this direction, but you know The thought process there, and one of the reasons why we have remote workers, uh, is because the prevailing wage is too low for this area. They can't find anybody willing to work in this area uh, for the wages that they're paying. And so we've reached out and recruited, uh, specifically in distressed economic areas, Right? hey, Rich, find the poorest counties in the country and post a job ad there because those people are willing to work for the pittance that we're about to pay them. Right. And one of the things that, you know, the conversations I had uh, with my old job prior to this was you, you can't only consider, like, the wage that I agreed to, right? You have to consider the cost of replacement, right? I, I have been here quite some time now, um, and you will not find someone to, to take this job at the wage you currently pay. So should I leave, you're going to end up paying more. Now, do you want to pay more to someone less competent than me, right? Or do you want to pay me more because I'm already the most competent for the job? Plus, I have some experience. Like so, so it's not, it's not just, uh, it's not just what did we agree to? It's how has my value increased, right? Through the experience gained while working to the company, right? I'm I am more competent now at doing my job than I was on day one, right? So I should no longer be getting day one wages for the experience and competency that I've exhibited uh, over the course of, you know, the last year, two years, three years, or, you know, four years in my last position, right? That's not how this works. If you want day one people, right, then yes, you can fire me and you can go out and get day one people um, at a higher price because, the like I said, the prevailing wage in this area with the low unemployment Right, you can get a job. You know, if you, if you're willing to take a job, you can have a job, almost immediately. Right, when Dunkin' Donuts and McDonald's, right, have sign-on bonuses. Right, and you know that every you know you know that they're struggling, and and you know the, and the wages you know like whatever whatever your thoughts on minimum wage are, and I'm saying the minimum wage is zero. Uh, you can rest assured that the prevailing minimum wage. Are the are the wages being offered for those jobs, <clears throat> and so those are the wages that you know that you should think of as the minimum. And then if you're doing more than minimum wage, then you should be paid more than those people at McDonald's and Dunkin' Donuts, et cetera. Um, but when you when you when you're leaning on um, when you're leaning on the violence of the state to negotiate those wages collectively. Right, that's why I have a problem with it. Just where, just why I have a problem with the pu- public-private partnership uh, using those to prevent competition, uh, to oppress, you know, oppress speech, um, oppress thought. Right, you know, he talks about uh, what I forget the term he used, but the you know the the cancellation, it, it's sort of cancel culture. Uh, yeah, I forget the word he used, and I'm trying to scroll and I can't find it. But one of the reasons I no longer post to social media like Facebook right is absolute general fear of getting canceled or blocked or locked out of my Facebook account. And not because I really like fucking Facebook, like, you know, generally fuck those guys. Um, but I, there are still other people in my life. And I've said this before, there are other people in my life that that's their only way to communicate with me. Right. And so I sacrifice, uh, my voice on social media in order, in order to preserve the lines of communication with those who refuse to to do anything else. <coughs> Excuse me. And that's you know that's that's a personal choice, and I get it. Uh, and if I and if those people finally get off of Facebook, right? Like for a while, even this podcast, right? We hadn't we have done jack shit on Facebook in years, and then all of a sudden. We got new subscribers finding the page on Facebook and, you know, commenting on posts that are like fucking four years old at this point. And we're like, where did that happen? And for a hot minute, I thought MC had bought more advertising for some God unknown reason to promote the show on Facebook. Uh, He said no. And so for whatever reason, you know, their algorithm just started feeding people this show information on Facebook. And I hope... As they were scrolling through everything, I hope you found the Facebook page, and then figured out a way to find the show. And I hope you're listening to this now. So if you're listening, you know, thanks for finding the page. Thanks for finding the show. Um, but even that, right? You know, getting promoted there means absolutely nothing because I'm not. We're not on the platform. We're not. In, we're not on the platform in any specific form or, fa- or You know, for any specific purpose. Uh, Similarly, I used to run a very small, very, very small, uh, small but profitable. I wouldn't say successful, but I did make some money uh, business when I was in Hawaii. And people still find the Facebook page because I left it open. Like, "Ah, I'm not going to, I will list the business as closed, but I will still leave the page up because, hey, it's a fun page. Um, And I'm not going to share it here. But I left the page open and the page up, and I still get contacts. Like, I closed the business like nine years ago, and I still get service requests uh, from individuals interested in the business, right, through Facebook. So it, it has its purpose. Um, it can be used effectively, um, but just as they owe you nothing and will cancel you in a heartbeat if your po- politics don't align with theirs, right, right, which you know, which has happened, right? The shadow banning, all those other things. If you, if your politics don't align with theirs, uh, that is not the platform for you, right? Same with Google and YouTube. Uh, I watched a video earlier today, and I had to I had to click through a link for BitChute. right? And I don't I don't have the BitChute app on my phone. I've got YouTube app on my phone because that's where everyone else is. Uh, but I had to click through this link for BitChute to watch this video. And I'm like, well, maybe, maybe I should have that app instead of the YouTube app. Like, you know, if if you're putting it on YouTube, then I don't want to watch it. But if you're putting it on Odyssey or BitChute or you know any number of the you know alternatives, right? Then maybe we can talk, and that that could be you know my start there, right? I'm not I'm not using the apps of the big corporations, you know, for any for any specific purpose. Um, and much like this guy said, we we all must come together. And migrate elsewhere together, so that those businesses who are trying to do to operate in the face of this public-private partnership uh, have a, have some chance of success, where you know their the income that they generate is enough to face the onslaught of the fascistic nature of the other corporations, right? I had another headline here. I'll just uh, I'm out of time to get into it. But it's in the same vein. Maryland law lets colleges veto competitors' classes. So, again, I'm not going to read it, but if you want to read the article, it's posted on our Telegram group. But basically, any college that is offering a new class, right, in a, in a new vein of, you know, in a, in a new uh, area of expertise, I don't know what the phrase I'm looking for is, right, needs to go to the governing body, in which a university next door can say, well, we already offered that class. And so, no, there's no, you don't need to offer it. If they want to take that class, they can come here. Right. Bull fucking shit there too. If you want to offer class, offer it, right. Let people choose which professors they want to sit under the learning tree of and at which university and campus they'd rather attend. Just because you offer the class doesn't mean you're the best place to offer the class. Um, and so this public-private partnership is pervasive amongst any number of industries, right? Including the Liberty Safe one we started earlier, right? That fucking counts, man. You know you're you're not complying with the FBI warrant, uh, in, you know, be, because you fear that they're going to shut down your business. You're complying because you're part of them, like you were you were in the club, man, and that. That, that aggression should not stand. Uh, that'll do it for me. I'm going to wrap it up there. You know where to find us, anarchistexperience.com on Telegram, t.me slash anarchistexperience, or t.me slash theanarchistexperience. And if you would like to contribute to this show financially, you can do so through Patreon, patreon.com slash theanarchistexperience. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. Peace.